Hey, my friend, it's Julie Clough here, your life and grief coach. Welcome to the Build a Life After Loss podcast. I'm thrilled to bring you uplifting grief support and hope for rebuilding your life one small step at a time. Our mission is to transform lives through enduring hope, loving compassion, skilled support, and effective steps to healing after loss. Let's get started. Hello, my friends. Welcome to episode 140, True Self-Empowerment. I have the best news today. The True Hope Club is open. You've heard me talking about it, but it is now open. It is a place of grief support, grief education, learning tools and skills that will bless your life for the rest of your life. I I really have been reflecting so much over the last couple of days as we've opened the club, reflecting so much about my own experience and, and the many sleepless, tearful nights that I spent and the and the anguish over my experience and, and really just really hating myself because of, of what had happened. And then, and not, you know, living in this place of pain and not knowing if there was any hope of living without pain in the future. And I'm so grateful to have found my way through that and out of that and to enjoy my life and to have expectations of good in the future. And I know how hard it is to be in the middle of the pain and not know where to turn. And that's why I'm so grateful that with my team, my amazing team (laughs) that made all the technology happen so that we could open live. So we'd have this place this place of comfort that you can go where you can learn and grow. Knowledge is power. Knowledge truly is power. And when we don't understand our grief, it's just that much harder. And when we don't understand our emotions, we don't understand why we're responding the way we are. We don't understand why other people are responding the way they are. We don't know which way to turn. We don't know whether we should feel sad, we should allow the sadness or whether we should put the sadness to the side and just act like it doesn't exist. We just don't know what to do. Like I remember, I remember not knowing what to do. So I'm so incredibly grateful to be here to support you in that moment, in that time of deep pain, to support you and knowing that you're okay and it's going to be okay. And as painful as it is in the moment, it's okay to experience the pain. It's okay to experience the pain. It's okay to be in grief. And it's okay to want something more. We're not meant to stay there forever. But it's okay to be right where you are. Anyway, super excited about the True Hope Club opening. There's monthly content there that's going to teach a new skill a new tool that you can apply to your life to develop a new skill. There's a place for coaching. You can request coaching. We're going to have some live calls. In fact, January 25th, it's it's January 25th in the States on Tuesday evening at 7 p.m. Mountain time, we're going to hold a live coaching call in the True Hope Club. 
So I hope you'll, you'll join the club, be there for that. And, um, so each month there's new content. We'll have live coaching calls. We've got a anonymous Q and A form, which means you can go in and get coaching anonymously. You can go in and fill in the form, title your question, write out what, what your question is, what you're experiencing, what you want coaching on. And we'll write back with the answer. And those answers will live right there in the club and nobody will know who asked the question, including me, (laughs) including me, including my team. No one will know. It's completely anonymous. We've got a library full of hours of content about everything from divorce to losing a child to trauma to rebuilding confidence. Even the, the webinar that we did last month on, on grief and the holidays lives in that library. Anyway, as you can tell, I'm super excited about it. I hope that you will join us. You can go to buildalifeafterloss.com slash join for more information. All the information is there. Buildalifeafterloss.com slash join. And if you use the code, this code is only good until I think January 25th. If you use the code SAVE75, that's S-A-V-E 75, you can get 75% off your first month. So there's absolutely no risk. We'll even refund you your first month if you get in there and you go, oh, this isn't for me. Just send us a note at support at Build a Life After Loss and we will refund your first month. So no, no risk at all. Come on in, join us, see what it's all about. Join us for the first live coaching call and, and really see what it's all about. Okay. So recently in the past couple of days, I've done a couple of podcast interviews for other podcasts. And I was thinking about how, in fact, I said it on, on one of the interviews. I was like, the way I tell my story now is way different than it was 10 years ago, than it was right after the accident, after um, my son David and my daughter Carrie died. The way I tell this story now is so different because previously, like in the beginning, my story was so full of shame. It was so full of guilt and shame and pain. And now I tell my story from a place of empowerment. And that did not happen overnight. I never, ever want you to think it's that this happened overnight. And it's one of the reasons that, that I share my story is that it is such a grueling, difficult process. Grief is hard. It's hard. It just is. And I completely, 100% stand behind you and support you in your grief right now, right here, right where you are. But the way I tell my story now is so, so different than the way that I used to. And that's why I want to talk about true self-empowerment. I've had lots of conversations lately about thoughts and feelings. In fact, one of the first classes, well, the first class that we're teaching for January in the True Hope Club that's, that's right there in the platform right now, is, is all about 
empowerment. It's all about our thoughts and feelings. It's, it's all about like how we think and how that affects our feelings and, and how that then affects our, our behavior. But I used to think truly, I used to think that I had no influence over what I thought or what I felt. I just thought that my thoughts were my thoughts and my feelings were my feelings. And I was at the effect of whatever was happening in my life. That's what I thought. And I find as I'm working with clients, they think the same thing. And I get it because I thought that for years and years and years. I just thought my thoughts and feelings were what they were. And there was nothing I could do about it. And so what did I focus on? I focused on changing my behavior. I was constantly, constantly trying to change my behavior. I wanted to show up differently. I wanted to be more organized. I wanted to be kinder, gentler, more loving. I wanted all those behavior changes, but I had no idea that it was my thoughts and my feelings that were creating my behavior. That that's where the power is. The power is in fact, in my thoughts. The power to change is in my thoughts. The power to change is in your thoughts. We don't change the past. So I, like I said, my story is just so different now than it was before, even though it's the same story. But it's because I have different thoughts and feelings about my experience, about myself. I hated myself in the beginning. I like truly did. It's painful to say that out loud, but it was a reality. And of course, everything is going to look and feel different from a place of love them from a place of hate. Hate is weak. Hate is a lie and it weakens us. Love is truth and it strengthens us. I want to share a quick story with you. As you know, I played competitive tennis for many years and I actually had started playing competitive tennis about, gosh, four months before the accident when David and Carrie died. And, and I went back to playing tennis after my injuries healed. Well, I wasn't even fully healed. Honestly, when I went back to playing tennis, I was still struggling with my shoulders were, were still, I had a frozen shoulder and other things, but I went back to playing tennis and I, I managed around that. And a couple years after I'd started playing league tennis with my friends, we won a place in our division that qualified us to go to a state tournament. And there were a lot of really unusual circumstances that happened the week that we were supposed to leave for this tournament. We were traveling from where we lived in Houston to Corpus Christi, Texas, which was about five hours away. And we had this whole trip planned and everybody was super excited and we were really prepping and really thinking about like the heat of the sun and Corpus Christi and how we were going to manage 
the heat. Of course, we were used to the heat in Houston too, but this was different because we were going to be playing a couple matches a day and longer, uh, more competitive matches in the heat of the day. And so we had done so much prep, but there were some unusual things that happened. I was the co-captain of the team and our captain was a very experienced league player. She'd been playing for a number of years and she had really taken me under her wing and and helped me learn the game. And I was, at the time that we were going to this tournament, the, the co-captain. And so unfortunately, our captain had cancer and it had gone into remission. And the week before we were to leave for this tournament, she found out that her cancer had returned. And so she wasn't, she wasn't in a good place. Um, and unfortunately, she since passed away. A couple of years later, she passed away from the cancer. But it put me in a position that all of a sudden I was the captain. All of a sudden I was the one deciding who was playing when and with which partners and so forth. We also lost our singles player that was going to be playing our singles lines. And so all of a sudden I was going to be playing a couple of singles lines and I had like next to no experience playing competitive singles. And as I was talking to my friend who didn't end up going because she was going to be playing our singles line and then her mother-in-law unexpectedly had a stroke the night before we were supposed to leave. But as I was talking to her and I was trying to figure out the lines and I was trying to figure out who played where and so forth, she said to me, she said, Julie, why aren't you putting yourself on line one? Now, if you don't know anything about competitive tennis, the lines are ranked. So the higher players play on line one and then line two is less competitive. Line three is less competitive than that. That's kind of the way that it works. But she was asking me, she says, why didn't, why aren't you putting yourself on line one? And I'm like, I'm, I don't have the experience of these other players. And she said, but Julie, you're better than they are. And I don't say that to say like, I was better than everyone. There's a point to this story. With her encouragement, I ended up playing line one and it made the most sense. The partnership made the most sense. So I played three lines of doubles, line one, and I played two matches of singles. And we had a tremendous tournament, not because of me, but because of the team. Everybody pulled together. Everybody played brilliantly and we won the tournament. We won every single match and we won the tournament. But I... The point of the story is not what happened there. The point of the story is what happened next. Because all of a sudden, I felt empowered. I felt like I can do this. I had confidence in my ability to play tennis. I had confidence in my ability to compete. I had confidence. I gained confidence through that experience. And it started with somebody saying, Hey, you're good enough to play line one. And with that encouragement, I went out there and played line one with thoughts that I'm good enough to play line one. And because I had thoughts that said, I'm good enough to play line one, I played with confidence and I won. But what happened that next season was the season right after we went to the tournament, right after we went 
won that tournament, I played line one every match of the upcoming season with three different partners, and I was undefeated in league play. That did not happen because all of a sudden my skill level increased from two months before to right then. It's because my brain level increased. I want you to hear that. It had nothing to do with my skill level increasing. My skill level was still where it was when I was winning and losing and, you know, somewhat inconsistent the season before. What changed was my brain level. What changed was my confidence. What changed was my understanding and my encouragement, my personal encouragement. What changed was I was thinking, I can do this. That's what changed. My thinking, I can do this. So self-empowerment is all about knowing who you are. It's not even knowing who you are and standing in your place. It's deciding. I had decided that I was a skilled tennis player who could win matches. That's the only thing that changed is I made a decision. You get to decide who you are. You get to decide to stand in your place in who you are. You get to strengthen yourself through self words of affirmation. It doesn't have to come outside of you. It gets to come from inside. The fact is, is that if it's coming from outside of you, unless you have some level of understanding or you're affirming yourself, you're not even going to hear those words that other people say. If you don't believe, if you don't believe and have confidence in yourself, you're not even going to hear the confidence that others have in you. It won't even resonate. You won't believe it. If somebody tells you, hey, you're so creative. If you don't believe that you are so creative, you're going to dismiss what they're saying. You get to decide. You get to decide. And our whole first class in the True Hope Club is how you make that decision and how you empower yourself. Because grief is hard. And it's even harder when you are talking to yourself in a manner that is disempowering. And I get it because that is the default. That's the default. And we can live in default, but living in default means that we live disempowered. We live in a place of the world affects me and I have no say over how it affects me. We live in a place of no self-confidence. That is the default. So learning how to care for yourself, knowing the steps of healing, all those things are empowering. Knowledge is power. But what you tell yourself about how you can use that knowledge about how you can move to take care of yourself. See, if you don't start telling yourself 
that you're worth taking care of, you're not going to be able to change the behavior of taking care of yourself. Do you see that connection? It starts with thinking, I'm worth taking care of. When you think, I'm worth taking care of, how does that feel? How does that feel? It feels very different than I have no worth. When you think, I have no worth, wow, that feels terrible. But you do have worth. The fact that you are a human being on the planet, which you are because you're sitting here listening right now, means that you have worth. I have worth. Practice that. I have worth. I'm worth taking care of. When you practice the thought, I'm worth taking care of, it changes your feelings and it changes your behavior. It is so much easier to take care of yourself from a place of, I'm worth taking care of. When you know that you're worth taking care of, you're willing to invest the time, the energy, and the resources to take care of yourself, to discover your answers, to take care of your strength, to to identify who you are and your uniqueness in the world you will start to see your uniqueness in the world and what a gift that is. It is a gift. You are unique. Your experiences are unique. We are, on a daily basis, challenged to honor ourselves and to honor others. We can't truly do one without the other. If you listened to last week's podcast episode, you heard me talking about this balance between honoring self and honoring others and the need to do both. And that the balance is in recognizing the worth in ourself and the worth in others. That's the balance. The balance is to have love for ourself and then have love for others. And it is really hard. It's very, very different. Like we think that we love others, but until we truly, truly love ourselves, until we truly honor our uniqueness and honor who we are, it is so much harder to love others. It is just different. The quality of our love improves as we discover our own love, our love for ourselves. My program is a program of truth and self-discovery. It's all about strength. It's all about aligning with truth, which gives us strength. Love is truth. Love is strength. Okay, again, come check out the True Hope Club. I know you're going to be so happy that you did. You're going to love it. It's at buildalifeafterloss.com slash join. All the details are there. And inside, we have over six hours of video content already there for you. And by the time you're listening to this, we probably have more. But it's a place of comfort and hope and healing. And inside, you're going to find grief support, grief education, and healing answers. I know you're going to love it. 
So have a wonderful week. Remember, I believe in you. Love you. Bye.